Revolutionaries was good. Today's episode is brought to you by the Rogue Media Group, which is a veteran-led integrative marketing agency with affiliated networks that reach nearly 1 million multicultural professionals, business owners, and public policymakers. RMG, as it's affectionately known, was founded in 2013 by my dude, Maximilian Hamilton, and has grown from a single offering to a multifaceted media company that offers everything from media planning and buying to written content development, sponsorship consulting, and conference development, as well as digital marketing, custom video, DEI strategy, personal branding, and speaker sourcing. RMG's signature program, one that I was able to MC last year, is the fifth annual Fuel, the Ultimate Men's Summit. It will take place this year in November, the 9th through the 12th, 2023, in Houston, Texas. The annual summit is a gathering of 500 plus CEOs, professionals, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. Participants will explore and discuss advancing the mobility of black professionals, entrepreneurs, and business leaders. The summit will include a golf outing, panel discussions, keynotes, breakout sessions, and awards recognition, and guess this, a celebration of hip hop's 50th anniversary. To learn more about RMG and Fuel, the Ultimate Men's Summit, visit www.roguemg.com. And now, let's get ready for the show. What's good, revolutionaries? What's good, revolutionaries? Wayne Dawson, executive coach to, to, to the folks, to the people. Well, let me ask you this question first. For what's your revolution, Wayne? My revolution is to be able to elevate to that level of transcendence. And in so doing, to be able to give brothers a hands up rather than a hands out. Can I have your attention for a moment? What's good, Revolution? Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show. Show for men and the people who love them. We'll discuss how men can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. Where people can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corpru. As we say here on the show, what's good, revolutionaries? What's good, revolutionaries? I hope all is well and that you are doing your thing. And as I say all the time, that you are with your people and that you are finding and embracing and fulfilling your revolution. That's our thing. And we are so excited to help you not only think about about answering this question, but then going about and actually doing the work to fulfilling your revolution. And we're so excited as my team and I are continually thinking about how do we put content out into the world that allows people to move in a space where they can find, as my good friend, and as you heard, Joyce Chen talks about your most exquisite life. And I want you all to think about that. What does that feel like? What does that look like? Because if you can actually envision what your most exquisite life looks like, you can then begin to build your revolution. You can answer that question. What's my revolution? Because you begin to think about where do I need to change? What do I need to revolt from? Who do I need to evolve into to find 
right? The space that I can send into my most exquisite life. What are the choice points that I actually need to make to ensure, right? Knowing that if I'm going to move into this most exquisite life, what are the choices that I actually have to make when they come about? Who are the people that I need to surround myself with, right? Who are my midwives, as Sean Dove talks about, you know, and thinking about as I move into my most exquisite life, people want to see what it looks like. Oh, Wayne Dawson, my guest today, as he moves into this most exquisite life, what does that look like? Wayne knows, and you'll hear from him today, that the work that we do in finding our most exquisite life is not just for us. It's for the world, right? It is is for people who are saying, you know what? I need a model. I need a beacon. I need someone to show me. I haven't seen it before. Because a lot of times, as my, my good folks in New Orleans would say, is that you can't be what you can't see. And so if you see somebody finding your most, their most exquisite life, you can say, mm, I can do this. And then there are always, as my friend Corey Doolittle says, and I talk about him all the time and give a shout out to the Colonel Jahari Hemphill, is that your revolution should always be becoming. You should be always looking for the next revolution of your life. That's what it is. We don't stay stagnant. And so that is why I'm happy. I'm very, very happy to bring Wayne Dawson to the show, who um, is the executive coach to the most pro- some of the most prolific black male executives in our country. And one of the things when, when I began to do my homework on this brother is that we reached out to each other and I began talking about what was going on in my life. And he's like, brother, you need to change your language. <laughs> right. And that was the thing. That was the catalyst. Like, oh, somebody, somebody's confident enough to tell me <laughs> that I need to change my language about how I'm showing up in the world. I was like, I got to bring this brother on the show. So Wayne Dawson, executive coach to, to, to the folks, to the people. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good day to wherever your audience is, but thank you so much, Charles. It's my pleasure. I am doing great, my brother. How are you? <laughs> uh, it's funny, Wayne. Nobody ever asked me that question. <laughs> Not on the show. Um, Wayne, I'm doing well. I, I, I'm doing really well. I'm happy to be in this space with you. And this is my joy. This is, this is my hour where I get to spend time with someone that, you know, I find, uh, that I have reverence for, that people have, who have a story and a calling and a revolution that I know is going to speak to my people that are doing big things in the world. So I, I am good. You know, I am, I am coming out of a, a wonderful period of arrest where I have the ability to now see clearly with, you know, what's next and what's in front of me. And oftentimes we don't get that opportunity in our lives. We don't take the time to take a sabbatical where we can rest and play. And I'm, I am, I'm good. And I enjoy being able to say that, that I am, I'm good. I am clear and I am, I'm ready. You know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Wayne, let's 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 jump into this conversation. And it, it is interesting to me. Think, you know, as we know, with your VIP coaching and the work that you're doing. Let me just j- jump to the start. I'm going to ask you my signature question soon. But why do we need a coach, right? What it, what, right? Why do we need somebody to guide us, right? Because I think about in my opening salvo. Like in our initial calling, you were like, brother, you need to change, change how you are out here speaking about yourself in the world. Why do we need people in our lives that we trust one 
that will move us to the next space of our lives and move us to the next revolution. You talked about positive possibilities by reference to the fact that if someone somewhere has done something, it is possible. And one of the things about coaching is coaching helps you to see the unseen possibilities mm -hmm. of yourself very often. We help to reveal blind spots. It is pretty difficult for us to see 360 of ourself when we are busy taking care of business. And so coaching for the most part, unlike therapy, doesn't necessarily deal with deficits. Mm. Coaching focuses on your strengths, particularly, and focuses on the here and now. So my wife is a psychologist. She's a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I spend a lot of time on her couch. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I recognize, all due respect to clinical therapists, is that a lot of the work that they do revolves around finding dysfunction. Mm. And then that means going back into the past, spending some time there before projecting. Coaching uses the past simply as reference to move into the here and now. Mm. And with coaching, when you're in the here and now, the idea is to, the only presence or time we have is the present time. So, you know, anxiety, depression, all that stuff comes from either projecting forward or looking behind. Right. If you are totally present, all you have is gratitude. There is no room mm. for anxiety or, or depression. So with coaching, we keep you in the present and have you look at your blind spots. I think everyone that is successful has had a coach. Man, I uh, thank you for saying that. And, I, and I, I, I love that because Eckhart Tolle, if I'm correct, has the book called The Power of Now. Yes. And it is this, the, the, the premise is, is, as you say, how do we stay in the moment? How do we stay present with ourselves? And... That is a very interesting thing in, in, in looking at that because we can, we can get so far ahead and or so far mired in the past that we're not experiencing this. And I, I, I've, I've said this at length that we, in, we interpret 11 million bits of information per second. Mm -hmm. Think about what we may be missing if we're, if we're so focused on what I could be or what I've been. And that is an interesting thing to be revolutionary in a sense. It is how do I stay here and understanding who I am in this moment and then be able to show up, like be able to show up. Like, what am I missing? Because I think as you're saying, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I can see my blind spots, if I can, if I, I can illuminate those blind spots, I can be even more present. I can be Absolutely. even more present. Talk about that, like uh, identifying these blind spots and why it's so important to do that so we can stay more present. Absolutely. See, imagine folks who, including yourself, who go back and think about an event that we experienced yesterday or sometime in the past, our childhood. We inform our lives based on the system of beliefs we have, the values based on past experiences. Yeah. And a lot of times the past experience 
served us when we were yesterday or younger as a teen or as a child. They don't necessarily serve us today. So what we have to do is recalibrate in terms of be present, be in the here and now, so that we have a real sense of who we are and what we're dealing with. This is how it works. Our thoughts are manifested, as you mentioned, throughout our entire waking moments. And through our beliefs and values, we have our behaviors, those mm -hmm. impact our behaviors. Our behaviors then create the habits that we form. The habits create what we call mm -hmm. our personal realities. Our personal realities are what folks consider our personalities. Right. So to be in the here and now allows us to determine where we're moving in terms of the future. And a lot of folks spend time projecting about the future and become anxious. We all heard that fear is nothing but false expectations, right. apparent it's real. A killer. The so if we, we get into the space, out. absolutely. If we get <laughs> in into the space, space hard to it. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. if we get into the space of thinking about what could be, we're spending energy on something that perhaps doesn't even appear and isn't real. Right. Wherever you put energy, wherever energy flows, grows. So you develop anxiety and symptoms of anxiety from just projecting rather than being present and fully uh, controlled. The only control we have is what we can do right now. Right now. So let, let me ask this question for you. You're the coach, right? You, you're the coach. I come to you. You know, I've got these anxieties. I've got these interviews coming up. I've got uh, different things that are going on in my life. I, I don't know. I've got some money problems. Um, I, I haven't figured out how to do these things, right? I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. You're the coach. What are the steps that you're going to give me? Or and, and don't give your sauce because I want people to go to it's good. you know check out yeah. Wayne Dawson VIP Transformative Living and really see what he's doing. But what are you saying to me as my coach? Because I'm, I'm clearly not staying in the present. Yes. And so what's one or two strategies that you give me to say, Charles, slow down, slow down, brother. Yes. Like, let, let's, let's be present. Yes. So one of the things that's real is that you have up to now had some experiences, some outings. We try to identify and connect you with an experience that was positive, that brought mm -hmm. about the sensations that gave you a sense of elation. In other words, a successful reference to who you are, and what you've done. Mm. And what we simply do is do a shift in terms of the, your expectations with what you have actually experienced as a reality and a success. We call it circle of excellence in NLP, okay. neurolinguistic programming. Yes. And so, uh -huh. yeah, what we do is we allow you for a moment to take our reality is formed by our senses, right? We, we interpret the world through our sight, our taste, our feeling, our touch, uh, hearing, that sort of thing. And so because we have these modalities that we use to interpret the world, we can change these modalities to change the interpretation of the world. In other words, the world exists, but it's the way that we reference it that makes the difference. You and I can see the same situation and have two totally different experiences from it. So what we help our clients to do is to take 
a picture, so to speak, of a successful outing of the same thing, or whether it's an interview, whether it's mm. a place where you were, where you had an elated experience, success, and we are able to help you to almost re-imprint the outcome by simply shifting your thinking. So it's mm. about mindset. Right. We help people to reconstruct their mindset about their experiences or anticipated experiences. We tell ourselves lies all day long. <laughs> we do. And so the real deal is to get folks back into understanding that fear can cripple you. And it's a false sense. It's what we call a limiting belief. Yes. So how about we challenge the fear? Uh, the other thing that we help folks with is by using powerful questions. Charles, we're always talking to ourselves. Yes, we're always yes. asking questions of ourselves and we are answering them too. If our reference is about fear rather than faith, right? Then our questions are going to be disempowering. So if we ask ourselves positive questions that are empowering, we have answers that are positive. For example, instead of saying, what am I afraid of? How about us saying, how do I find the power to overcome this thing? Right. Okay. All right. Shifting the mindset. So shifting right. the language. And it's not about resourceful uh, resources. It's about resourcefulness. It's about helping you to use the very things that you have and have control over, right. which is the way you see things, the way you hear it and interpret it in a way that serves you in a powerful way. So it's about mind shifting. It's about uh, changing the limiting mindset that we have been trained in through our society, through our parents, through experiences into a growth mindset. Right. But Wayne, I'm a, I'm a black man in this society, right? I'm a, I'm a yeah. black man. I'm a black man in America, right? Society has told me time and time again, you're not good enough. You know, even though you got this PhD, right? You know, the cliff is still there. All, all these different things. Wayne, you're telling me just to change my mindset? Really? Yeah. So one of the things I do, there's something called the poor syndrome. And that is mm. most of us have limiting belief because we feel it isn't possible. And the truth is, once you can create the evidence that somebody else has done it, it is yeah. possible, yes. right? Yes. We believe we don't have the ability. And again, today, ability can come by easily with the advent of online courses and mm -hmm. online yes. knowledge and education. So we can get the ability to do something. And thirdly, what happens to hit most black men is worthiness. We don't think we're yeah. worthy. That's Paul. Yeah. Possibility, ability, and worthiness. We don't think we're worthy because that's a narrative that we have bought into. Mm -hmm. But what if I challenged you based on each of these, wherever you fall, to actually find the evidence yeah. that would suggest that you're not possible, you don't have the ability, or you're not worthy? Chances are, once you really delve into it and where it started, you'll find that it stands on nothing. It stands on nothing. It stands on nothing. No. Look, let me, let, me, let me do this deeper dive now because that was amazing, right? And, and, and thank you for that. You know, 
I think about this and I'm going to, I'm going to contextualize this is that I, I, I fight so much with my own self and my own mindset. That was one of the reasons like I've, I've got to bring this brother on the show because I have accomplished, uh, I have accomplished tremendous things in my life. You know, this podcast is six years old. We started out, it started out as, um, a, a, a conversation on a napkin with, with Rachel Graham back in 2014. You know, when I said to her, Hey, I want to have a radio show. And there was no like in her way, well, we can't do this. No, you're not good enough. There was no, there was none of that. She was like, we're going to figure out how to make it happen. And so then it began, it, then it began to manifest. And all of a sudden we're six years in 153 shows, right? Almost 53,000 listens. You know, we are being sponsored by major brands. I got you here with me, you know, a luminary in, in coaching black men. There was, there was me believing in the possibility that with my skill set that I could do this. The, the, the second thing I want to illuminate for my revolutionaries is that we live in, we are living in a society in a time that contrary to when, you know, I had worked extremely hard to get this PhD to be Dr. Corpro. Right. I remember, you probably remember, we had to go to the card catalog to, to then card catalog <laughs> with, with the Dewey Decimal System and then take it to the librarian, right? Who would then help us go find the book based on these numbers, right? Think about the microfiche. Right, right, you're right. It, it, exactly. And, and Wayne, now at, at, the, at the flip of a question on chat GPT, right? I, 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 look, there's a blog, there's a book, all, all the things that I can learn. I can become much smarter, much faster. Right. It is so interesting to see the mindset of millennials and Gen Z's who've grown up in a digital, who are digital natives. Right. And to see the comparable intellect that they have to us who are, you know, in our late 40s and 50s who, you know, were with the Dewey Decimal System because they have been able to accumulate information so much faster. And I think what you're saying is that the ability to say, I can learn anything because the information is right at my fingertip. Right. And so I can learn, I can, I can actually, I can actually cultivate the ability, right? The possibility, the possibilities to be who we want to be are endless. I can then cultivate, cultivate the ability because at literally in a nanosecond, there are, there's a cadre of information. I can take a Udemy course. I can go to Coursera. I can go to all, I can take a course at Har- I can, I can be a Harvard student for a week yes. if I want to be right. But I think the thing that I struggle with is worthiness. Am I worthy? You know, that stereotype threat that Claude Steele talks about that, you know, because society has said you're a black man when you walk into, you know, you've internalized this. And and, and here's the thing, Wayne, I think even as a, a PhD, having done all the research, I think you internalize it even more because I'm reading the research. I'm seeing what it does to the the body physiologically. I'm seeing to the body what it does psychologically. I'm internalizing when you walk in front of me and you don't say anything or you don't say, excuse me, as that, as you know, as a threat to me, that as a racial slight. So I'm a little bit angry all the day, but am I worthy when I'm sitting yeah. in the room and it's just me, when I'm yeah. the, look, look, when I'm the only, I'm, I'm sorry, when I'm the only, you know, black person in the room and I'm wondering, well, damn, should I be here? Am I worthy? Is it me? Like I've accomplished all of these things, but am I worthy? Yeah. And I think those are the things that have held me back. You know, that mindset, like, and that fear, like, should I be in the room? Right. I would so start I'm off by asking you, room. 
Charles, I'd start off by asking you, recognizing that you, by way of your birthrights, you're a king. Mm-hmm. You're a king. So when you walk into the room, especially as the only black man, it's an opportunity for you to be an ambassador. To rise in your kingship so you can claim your kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a mind shift. Yeah. And see, one of the things that the narrative tells us is that we're not good enough. We got to work twice as hard. But we can ask ourselves the questions by, again, internalizing our I am. Yeah. The mm. work that I do is based around a signature approach. We help men to identify their belief system and their values, their core values. Now, your core values are oftentimes not what you think they are because we develop mostly through the caregivers that we had in our early lives, teachers, parents, Mm. you know. And then the society that we are part of, I always tell brothers this, all men lie. And they say, well, what do you mean? Yeah, we do because we are in a world that tells us that we're in this box. And so we have to perform based on these guidelines. So even if we feel pain or we're vulnerable or we need help, when another brother says, are you okay? We say, all right, you know, (laughs) we're not all right. So by omission or commission, we're lying. But what if we went deeper than that and started having this conversation where we change language? See, language is so important. When we say the second part of what I do when we evaluate the value system that we have driving for your core values, what really gets you up, what really matters. And by the way, we're not restrictive beings. We're human beings that are transitioning and moving throughout daily. Our values shift with us Mm -hmm. as the circumstances shift. Pinning down what our values are most important because we have to recognize what it is that really is at the core. The second part of what we do is look at identity. Charles, whenever we are able to say I am, we're reckoning to our soul presence. Mm -hmm. The I am gets us beyond just a superficial. You're getting to the persona, the core persona. And once you say I am, everything that comes after that is a manifestation of -hmm. your personality. Right. So what if you started to see yourself as that king and pronounce to yourself, I am a king, (laughs) your entire, I'm telling you, the chemicals in your body Mm -hmm. starts responding in alignment with how you show up Mm -hmm. and see yourself. Right. So if you feel stressed, you release stress chemicals. Right. If you feel fulfilled and happy, you release Happy fulfillment yeah. chemicals. Endorphins, dopamines. Right. That allows you, absolutely. Yes. The same is true in terms of health. The same is true in terms of the thinking of worthiness. So once you tell yourself, you know, they say fake it till you make it. Once you're able to tell yourself, we use affirmations. And for, for people who are very spiritual, they go into affirmations and prayer and the and mantras. And that's the reason why these ancient folks use these tools. We have the tools. Remember I said it's about resourcefulness, right? Right. And so by engaging these tools, having a different conversation with ourselves, using language, as I shared, how we show up has a lot to do with how we have that 
inner dialogue with ourselves. My friend call it, calls it an inner standing rather than an understanding, <laughs> right? It allows us, once we start aligning values, core values with our I am statements, and we mm-hmm. really manifest and own this, your personality jumps out at you. I'm sorry, your, re- your reality, your purpose. Right. Because purpose is already an assignment that you're, we all came here with a purpose as right. souls. Right. And so once you're able to align your sense of self, truly, not to be determined by somebody else, your per- purpose knocks you in the head. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. Uninfluenced, uh, uninfluenced by mercenaries. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that you, you are, you are moving in the space and alignment that is, 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 that is given to you. What I love about what you're saying is, and I want my revolutionaries to really, really think, you know, to look in the mirror and here's the strategy to look in the mirror and to say, I am a queen. I am a king. I am a venture capitalist. I am who I want to be right? I'm a top 1% podcaster. Yes. Right? And, and moving in that space and begin like you're saying, and you begin to say, I am, you know, and, uh, you know, <laughs> it's interesting. It always seems to come up. And I, I've been mentioning, you know, in our initial conversation, I think that you were like, I, I had been saying, I'm, I am single. I think you heard a couple of shows me saying, I am single. And you, and you hit me up on a LinkedIn messenger. And you were like, brother, you need to change. You need to change that. Like, you know, um, interesting. I'm trying to figure out what I, what I change that to, but you know, um, it is, but it, you know, I am moving in the space to be the best person that I can be to show up for a relationship when it, when, when that comes yes. and I am. And yes. so, um, and it's moving in this positive space instead of saying that I'm a negative person or I'm a bad person. I remember going into therapy and, and getting to this space where I said to my therapist, I am a piece of shit. Uh, and, you know, and he was like, okay, well, well, our job is for you not to feel like that. Right. And I had gotten to this, I had gotten to this low point and I probably needed to say that at that time though, Wayne, I probably needed to acknowledge that at that time so I could move out of that space. Uh, you know, I could move out of that space about who I was at that time to say, you know, to, to move in this space where I can say, I am a good man. Yes, And so I, th- I, th- I think there's some acknowledgement about where you are, but then there's also this, how do you move? Because that's the revolution in between, in between who you are and where you want to be. There is a gap and yes. you got to move. And, and to begin to move, you have to begin to believe I am as you move into this good man space or you move into this venture capital space or you move into this podcast space or you move into this coaching space, Right. There's that gap, but you have to be able, and that's that gap is the revolution for you to be able to say, I am, right? And in, in, in that, in, in, in those spaces, I am being able to say, I am, I am revolutionary. I'm revolutionary in my life. I'm revolutionary in my communities. I'm revolutionary in the world. Beginning to say that moves you into, into the world that you would like to see, if I'm correct. Charles, if you started saying, I am I am waiting for my perfect match versus mm-hmm. I am single. I am worth work waiting for my perfect match as a partner, or I am waiting for 
pure love. Mm. If you change the vocab, you begin to attract the people, places, and things that resonate on that same level. Right. My, my wife, and this is my second marriage, we dated in college 25 years ago. And when we broke up, our, you know, con- respective relationships, we got together through the miracles of Facebook. <laughs> but one of the things that had happened was I had projected when I became single, her image, and I started literally sending out what I wanted, not what I don't want. You know, a lot of women and men today say, well, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want that. Where you put that energy, you right. actually manifest more of it. Mm. The universe literally sends you what you command. <laughs> so if you're beginning to say what you want, literally, I wrote down what I wanted as was she. She also did the same thing I was doing without us knowing this. And here's the funny story about that. When we were both in college, we belonged to African fraternities and a sorority. And, 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 and we didn't know this. I was called Brother Shu, right? And she was called Tefnu. These are African deities right. in, in the uh, Medinator. And unbeknownst to us, when we got together in the mythology, Shu and Tefnu were husband and wife. Mm, wow. 25 years later. So by me saying what I wanted, which was an imagery of this person that I dated years ago, and she saying the same thing, we had not been in touch in 25 years. I brought into being the woman that I wanted. Right, right. I listened to Viola Davis on... Oprah. I don't know if you've seen her talking, and, and, and she talked about that. You know, and Viola Davis is a very spiritual woman. And, you know, I think that she had got out of a relationship. She's like, okay, okay, God, you know, but she became really specific yes. about who and what she wanted in her life. And she met her husband and her husband was, as you said, the type of man that she was looking for. And, you know, and some people I, I think, think that's woo woo. Right. They would say, Wayne, you know, I look, um, I've, you know, I've got I've got some female friends like, hey, I've been I've been asking, I've been looking for I can't find him. You know what I'm saying? Or but it maybe is that I don't they're saying I don't want this instead yes. of saying I want this. You know, yes. I, I, I want this as well as as well as I, I want I not not a pushback here, Wayne. But saying I want these all all of these things, I think there's another I am in there. I'll, I'll look. I'll say it that way, right? Because that person that we want to manifest in our life, we have to be ready for. Yes. So I think that other I am is that I am working on yes. being ready for yes. my perfect person. So I think because I think if if what you're saying like. We're manifesting in, in the work. I am working because it pushes you. I'm working because you don't want, I'm sure that you say your wife, you, you know, your wife wanted this version of you. Yes. Right. As you got together, not the version of you that may no. have been 25 years ago. And so as, as we're preparing, I am doing the work. I am going to therapy. I am going to coaching. You know, like I said, I've been saying, I, I am a venture capitalist. 
but I also know I am preparing myself to make sure that I am a great venture capitalist when the time comes, when the time I'm sitting in the seat, you know, as a partner, I'm sitting in the seat. That means I am, that means I am preparing myself as well. And how does that feel when I say that? Is there, am I, am I correct? Or am I No, it's very powerful. It's very powerful. No, it is powerful. In your situation as a venture capitalist, I know you have done a lot of work and uh, I'm familiar with some of the work that you've done with Camelback, Mm -hmm. where you gathered, you know, uh, kindred spirits and help brothers to move as uh, entrepreneurs and as business folks. Um, That's a skill set and a knowledge base that you are an expert at. And so as you speak, speak your reality in terms of what you want for the future, your reference is going to be based on your association with that experience and mm-hmm. other experiences. Yes. So again, what you're doing is you're taking a position of what's possible yeah. in your reality and attaching it to what you know is you have the ability, it's possible, mm-hmm. and you're worthy of it. Yes. When you have these things in alignment, mm-hmm. nothing will stop you because when you get a no, it doesn't mean stop. It means this is one exit or entrance that I can't use. So let me get to the other one. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. you know what's possible. The same is true in terms of relationships. When, when you do the work on yourself, which is what you just talked about, right? Your I am. And right. I made reference to the past. When you do the work on yourself and you found out or you did the work and you found out that you had a deficit with, say, managing financial planning, Mm -hmm. it would behoove you to do that work to be better prepared and equipped so that the next ask lessens the opportunity to have a closed door. Right. So yes, you must do the work. And that's what coaching is all about. Hey, I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was yes. coming. <laughs> it's, it's to do the work yeah. on self, right? Yes. yes. And so when we do the work on self, there are three, I'll talk about this later on when we talk about my revolution. Um, there are three stages of changes that we go through. The first one is transient, which means we're awoken to an idea. Most of us can experience that. And that's usually brought around from a crisis, that sort of thing, but it's temporary. The second part of change is transformation. Transformation is what we're talking about. The I am Mm -hmm. where the personality of the persona, you do the work on self. This is nothing to do per se with an exterior motive it's an internal conversation and the work and it's deep work. And a lot of people run away from it because we don't like our truth. When we look at ourselves at night in the dark, we see some ugliness that the folks outside don't see in the sunlight. Mm. Yeah, we do. And we have to deal with that. Yes. Yes. Charles, that's the hardest part Mm. of Mm. change for most people. We stop there. The highest level of change, which perhaps less than 5% of the world gets to, is transcendence. Transcendence Mm. is when we leave the ego all apart and we are connected with our higher self or our God or our creator. Mm -hmm. And so these issues that we talk about day to day, the mundane stuff leaves us all together. And I'm working at that. And so are many other people. But transformation, the piece of it that is key to preparing yourself to go gather your harvest. You talked about earlier uh, a season 
for just sitting back and recollecting ourselves. Yes. That's mm-hmm. important. We all have to have that. That balance where we not only go out in the exterior world and conquer and do whatever, you know, black men have been in a state for the most part of surviving. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. then a few of us get to striving and even fewer get to thriving, right? right? Exactly. Tell the story, boy. You are doing your thing. Part of, part of the work, though, is getting that jump, that gap we talked about from the surviving mechanism yes. to the striving and thriving. And it's all a mindset. It's changing the conversation and the dialogue that we're hearing in the music around us, the yeah. culture around us, mm-hmm. the parents. Parents in the background, mm-hmm. the nagging partner that we have that we call toxic. We have to be able to cleanse the brush, as it were, and spend some time, alone time, and do the work on self to get to that place where we have pre- prepared a fertile soil so mm-hmm. that the seeds of the people that we're asking, the businesses, right, the, the, the ventures, have a fertile ground in which to uh, you know, be sowed and yeah. to force to have harvest. I love that. I love it. Three T's, if I'm correct, transient, transformation, transcendental. Yes. Transcend. Sir. Yeah. And, and, and working, working your way. I think, th- and I think through all of that is that in that there are so many pieces that we talk, each of those is a revolution in itself. Yes. It is, it, it is these stages of itself. It, it, and if I hear, if I think about how we're fulfilling our revolution, the transient is, is, is the revolt and evolve. Yes. You know, it is the transformation comes with making the right choices, yes. right? The transformation when you know that, okay, I'm sitting here and the choice is to continue to say I am and to put myself in positions, right? To, to learn, to move. The transformation comes from in, in that gap that we talked about is making the choice. Think about you said, and we need those folks around us. We need our midwives. We need those good people to help us transform ourselves, right? And then, and then moving into this, this, this transcendental where we are, you know, we, like you said, we're, we've lost ourselves. We've lost the ego yes. and the, the ego is, the ego is tied to so many poor choices. Yes. You know, when we are ego driven, right? We're, we're, we're thinking, we're thinking right, the ego is that we're thinking about ourselves. But when we transcend the ego, we're thinking that the things that we do are not just for us. That's correct. You think about the work, the work being greater. That's correct. And when we can do that, we, we can be mindful we can be mindful we can be mindful right and all it all comes back we can be mindful of what an exquisite life looks for us looks like for us because i think to transcend is a part of an exquisite life that's right looking and you're looking around and you know i i am egoless and i am making impact in the world and i can sit and know that the work that i'm doing is not only for me but it's for others that's the key that you can't key. get there. You can't get there. You can't move through these three T's unless you have somebody who, who can see you better than you can see yourself. There you go. And that's what go. a coach does. That's what a coach does. That's what a coach does. And coaching is not a new phenomenon. Coaching has been happening for eons. Every, you know, the kings in ancient time had a, an advisor in court that they turned to. That was coaching. Every great accomplished 
person has had a coach, someone that they can go to and that person can tell them the real deal. Hey, bro, your, your left hook stinks. You know, <laughs> you thought you had the greatest left hook. This is why you're throwing it in the, in the fight, but it stinks. We got to work on that. It's going to take a coach to call you on your BS, right? Yes. Yes. And have you, you, but you must be committed to do the work now. So in the work that I do at VIP Transformative Living, there's no magic wand. I help folks to realize where they are. And you talked about it, where the gap is. Mm-hmm. And what's the barrier or barriers that's prevented them? And then we begin to unravel that whole stuff and create a whole new set of principles that are empowering that will serve you to take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. And the work mm-hmm. is hard. A lot of people run away in the middle of the work because now you're talking about your truth. And see, we are behind keyboards and screens where there's a lot of false selves being sent all over. So most of the time you're talking to someone on the internet or Mm. through social media, you're not seeing the true, true. We can get away with that because nobody calls us on that. (laughs) We can filter and take 10 photographs and send the best looking one. Correct. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. We can talk about our successes but we refrain from talking about the challenges and failures because we can do so. But when it comes down to the real deal transformation, see, even with relationship, when we get to the place where our relationship aren't transient, meaning we didn't meet somebody at the bar and have a hookup that's transient. (laughs) It served us well. The alcohol spoke and we had something and we thought that thirst was going to leave to, you know, it doesn't. Transformation is when we start saying, Even with fathers, I tell fathers, it's not good enough. I tell black men to say, I have kids. The transformation is when you start saying, I am a father. Right. Mm -hmm. That changes the way you show up because I am a father comes with a whole different set of commitments and responsibilities than just saying I have kids. I have kids could mean they're somewhere in Alaska. Right, right, right. exactly. I've got kids all over the world. (laughs) That's right. But I'm a father father. is a commitment. It's an involvement, right? We are definitely good. I understand what you're saying, like really making the move to transform and coaching does that. Coaching allows us to to find that space. And as we, as we began this conversation is that coaching allows us to illuminate our blind spots. And I think about, you know, you, you think about the best, you know, the sports analogy, the best coaches move, you know, it, it, it's not only that they move the best players, they move a team. And, and, and that means you're moving your team. You're moving various skill levels of players to, to work in harmony together. That's what good coaches do, right? And, and thinking through what are the blind spots? How do I need to say this to Charles, right? That is actually going to motivate him to be even better, to fulfill his revolution. How am I going to put him in a space to win, Right. That's, that's the wonderful thing. How do we, how do we put him in a space to, to win? And that, I, I think that's the wonderful thing about coaching, you know, and I always look, man, the, the, the time goes by so fast. And, um, I just want to say that I am, I am tremendously grateful for this time and, and, and that, that we've had, I got one more thing, something that we have been doing, you know, new, uh, on the show to really, really bring in how to help people fulfill their revolution. 
So can you choose a number one to five? Five. All right. Five. What's the next iteration? Well, let me ask you this question first. For What's your revolution, Wayne? My revolution is to be able to elevate to that level of transcendence where, where I serve something much greater than myself. Mm. And in so doing, to be able to give brothers a hands up rather than a hands out Mm. The intent is to move all of us to that state where we are able to master ego and start talking about we go, the community. <laughs> right. So it's about right. transcendence. And that is my revolution. I gotcha. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. So my question then now, that's your revolution. What's the next iteration of it look like for you? So the work that I'm doing right now is... I'm about to go back into therapy because I'm writing this book right now about fatherhood, VIP fatherhood, using the principles of values, identity, and purpose. Mm. And in this work, the more I dig into it, the more I realize that I have so much to learn and to grow. And one of the ways I have had three coaches over the last year in different aspects different dimensions of my life, a physical coach, a spiritual coach, and a business coach. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm going to work with a therapist because I want to unpack some of the issues in the research mm-hmm. I'm doing around family dynamics in my own right. family. Mm-hmm. And so for me to the next stage, I must step back to do that clearing, so to speak. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So that, that next iteration is, you know, finding the psychological aspects that allow you to move forward to really tell this story yes, sir. in a manner where you can hit it all, right? What is the spaces you, you, you can't, you can't be revolutionary for others. If you're not revolutionary for yourself, it begins with you. It begins, it begins with you and that, that self-awareness Yes, piece is so key. It's so key. Wayne, I want to thank you. Revolutionaries, I want you to go and, and, and check out Wayne at VIP Transformation, Transformative Living. He is a, a wonderful coach. Uh, he's working with the uh, Black Men Executive Coaching uh, with, uh, what's Jewel's last name, brother? Love, Jewel Love, Black Executive Jewel. Men. It's with yeah. Jewel Love. They, exactly. And they're doing amazing work. So make sure that you're going to check him out. Check them out. And if you need coaching, right, you need someone to move you to the next level. Wayne Dawson is your man. You know, Wayne Dawson is your guy. Wayne, thank you for all that you do in the world. And thank you for your revolution as we move through this. We need folks like you. We need a voice. We need a, we need a coach. We need somebody to say, you know, Hey, that's your blind spot, brother. I got you. Yes. You know, yeah. As as we say here, thank you for being the midwife to all of us. So I'd love to plug one quick thing before we jump. Go ahead, brother, please. Uh, Apart from the work that I do with black executive males, uh, I'm recently a part of a new group of brothers called Brotherhood of Kings, brotherhoodofkings.com. And, uh, you know, I would invite brothers to check it out. There's a summit coming on. It's all about empowering us to take our rightful place on the throne. I got you. I got you, brother. Well, thank you, revolutionaries. Make sure you go check it out. Check out Wayne. And look, always, always be thinking about what is the next iteration of your revolution or even that, figuring out what your revolution is and then going out and fulfilling. Uh, Make sure that you are 
either listening to all of our shows, our past shows, but now we are on YouTube. So go check out our shows at the Words Revolution Show YouTube channel. We are excited about that. I want to give a shout out to my team, Sarah, Speedy, and Seiko. I didn't even know. I got three S's, the three S's that make it work. Sarah, Seiko, and Speedy that make sure that this show goes. So I want to shout out to you and thank you, revolutionaries, for all that you do, all the support, and all the love that you have for this show. We are growing and we do this for you. We do this for you because we know that you are revolutionary in your lives, revolutionary in your communities, and revolutionary in the world. You know, I'm here with you. I love you. I love you. I love you. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. I have established this platform as an opportunity for brothers like you to come on and talk about the work that you're doing. This is just, you know, I'm just a conduit for folks to have the have a platform to then use it to get their information out to the world. When I lived in Queens, New York, I had a, a koi pond. Oh, really? Where I, oh yeah, I loved it. I set it up, had the waterfalls, the lights, and then the raccoons in the neighborhood <laughs> discovered it. They came, and, they came and stole your fish? What? That was it. <laughs> that was they it. They came and stole your, that I can't it. believe that. Yeah, yeah. I, I look. I, I can't believe they, they they came they came and stole your fish. Come on, bro. Yeah, man. But listen, it is so. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. I thank you for uh, giving me the invite. You know, you are you have a very rich platform. I've seen the history of the folks you've had here. Thank you. Uh, you're making an impact, and I'm about that. You know, I surround myself with brothers that are impactful, that are making a difference, that are about change. So thank you. And that's that's what this is about. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely excited. Like I talked about when we talked on the phone, just kind of on the, you know, you, the strategic mindset, the, the black men executive coaching, all the things. It's a free flowing conversation. And uh, what I would also like, usually I don't even ask my guests this, but I feel comfortable with you, you know, that we can ask each other questions, that it's, it is more so, you know, a conversation between us. Mm-hmm. 